ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Sanadi author he says وَجَمِيعُمَا وَصَفْتُ لَكَ فِي هَذَا الْكِتَابِ فَهُوَ عَنِ اللَّهِ وَعَنْ رَسُولِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَعَنِ التَّابِعِينَ He says everything that I have described to you in this book is from Allah the Most High from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi and from his companions and from the tabi'een the tabi'een those who came after the companions and from the third generation to the fourth generation he says, so fear Allah, O servant of Allah. Affirm, submit, surrender, and be pleased with what is in this book. Submit yourself to what is in this book and be pleased with it. The Quran, the Sunnah, the revelation, what he has mentioned to you in this book. وَلَا تَكْتُمْ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَحَدًا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقِبْلَةِ do not hide this book from anyone, from the people of the Qibla, from the Muslims. فَعَصَى يَرُدُّ اللَّهِ بِهِ حِيرَانًا عَنْ حِيرَتِهِ Perhaps through it, Allah will bring a confused people or a confused person out of his confusion. Maybe because of the book, somebody who was in confusion may come out of his confusion. أو صاحب بدعة عن بدعته or maybe an innovator may come out of his innovation أو ضالا عن ضلالته or someone misguided comes out from his misguidance فينجو به so he is saved by it فاتق الله صفي الله وعليك بالأمر الأول العتيق and upon you is to take the affair as it originally was to be upon the Quran and the Sunnah and the practice of this religion as it originally was and that is what I have described to you in this book he says so may Allah have mercy upon a person and his parents who reads this book, circulates it, acts upon it, calls to it and uses it as a proof. فَإِنَّ دِينَ اللَّهِ وَدِينَ رَسُولِهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَإِنَّهُ دِينُ اللَّهِ وَدِينُ رَسُولِهِ وَسَلَّمُ For indeed it is the religion of Allah and the religion of His Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ انْتَحَلَ شَيْئًا خِلَافَ مَا فِي هَذَا الْكِتَابِ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ يَدِينُ لِلَّهِ بِدِينَ So whoever 
whoever takes upon himself a religion practices something which is not the religion of Allah whoever allows something contrary to this book in opposition to this book then he is not practicing Allah's religion فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ انْتَحَلَ شَيْئًا خِلَافَ مَا فِي هَذَا الْكِتَابِ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ يَدِينُ لِلَّهِ بِدِينِ وَقَدْ رَدَّهُ كُلَّهُ And he has refused all of it كَمَا لَوْ أَنَّ عَبَدًا آمَنَ بِجَمِيعِ مَا قَالَ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى إِلَّا أَنَّهُ شَكَّ فِي حَرْفٍ فَقَدْ رَدَّ جَمِيعَ مَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى So if a person believed in everything that Allah said except for one single letter he believed in everything which Allah said except for one single letter then in that case really he has rejected everything which Allah has said and he's an unbeliever even if he rejects just one letter وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ So he's a kafir. كَمَا أَنَّ شَهَادَةَ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَا تُقْبَلُ مِنْ صَاحِبِهَا إِلَّا بِصِدْقِ النِّيَّةِ وَخَالِسِ الْيَقِينِ Just like when somebody says the shahada لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ It is not accepted unless the person says it with a truthful intention and with sincerity and with purity of certainty كَذَلِكَ لَا يُقْبَلُ أَوْ لَا يَقْبَلُ اللَّهُ شَيْئًا مِنَ السُنَّةِ فِي تَرْكِ بَعْضٍ وَمَنْ تَرَكَ مِنَ السُنَّةِ شَيْئًا فَقَدْ تَرَكَ السُنَّةَ كُلَّهَا and just like that Allah will not accept the sunnah uh, if somebody leaves some parts of the sunnah you have to practice all of the sunnah so whoever leaves some parts of the sunnah, it's like he's left all of the sunnah then. فَعَلَيْكَ بِالْقَبُولَ Therefore you must accept. You must accept. فَعَلَيْكَ بِالْقَبُولَ وَدَّعْ المحك وَاللَّجَاجَ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ دِينِ اللَّهِ فِي شَيْءٍ وَزَمَانُكَ خَاصَ زَمَانَ سُوءٍ فَاتَّقِ And avoid contending and disputing. Avoid fighting and disputing over this. For it is not from the religion of Allah at all. Your time in particular is a time of evil. So beware of Allah. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here Al-Imam Al-Barbahari is telling us that everything he has described to us in this book it is from the Quran, from the Sunnah, from the Salaf of this Ummah. He says, I am a naqil. This is what So the author is saying, I am just transmitting to you I am just transmitting to you from the Quran and the Sunnah. The author is saying it's not like he's making up anything new himself. Everything is put in this book. He has taken it from the Quran and he has taken it from the Sunnah. 
فَيَجِبُ قَبُولُهُ So therefore, if something has been taken from the Qur'an, then you must accept it. وَنَقَلْتُ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم, And he's saying, I have narrated from the sunnah of the Prophet too. وَمَا نَقَلْتُهُ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم, فَيَجِبُ قَبُولُهُ And whatever I have narrated from the Prophet وسلم, then it's a, a must. It is binding, obligatory for you to accept. سَوَاءً نَقَلَهُ الْمُؤَلِّفُ أَوْ whether it was this author Al-Imam Al-Barbahari or anyone else who narrated to you from the Quran or authentic hadith from the Sunnah then you must accept سَوَاءً نَقَلَ الْمُؤَلِّفُ فِي هَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَوْ فِي غَيْرِهِ إِنْ كَانَ لَهُ مُؤَلَّفَاتِ أُخَرِ أَوْ نَقَلَهُ غَيْرُهُ فَالْمَنْقُولُ عَنِ اللَّهِ وَعَنْ رَسُولِهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمِ يَجِبُ قَبُولُهُ وَلَا يَجُوزُ رَدَّ شَيْءٍ مِنْهُ So whether it was this author or a different author, whether it was in this book or a different book, whoever narrates to you ayat of the Qur'an and a hadith from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, then you must accept that and it is not permissible to reject any of that. When you hear about the Qur'an and the sunnah and the halal and the haram and the sunnah and the bid'ah, then you must stick to that which you have been commanded with and it is an obligation to do that بَلْ رَدُّهُ وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ إِذَا كَانَ عَالِمًا أَنَّهُ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَالْقُرْآنِ يَعْرِفُهُ كُلُّ أَحَدٍ فَرَدُّهُ كُفْرٍ If a person rejects something and he knows that what he is rejecting is an ayah of the Qur'an it is from Allah then that person is a kafir, this is kufr. It is disbelief for a person to reject the Quran. So again the Shaykh says that even the Sunnah Sunnah, the Sunnah, something which is proven and established in the Sunnah, then you cannot reject it. If somebody thought that the Hadith was weak, for example, or other reasons like that, then he doesn't become a kafir. But a narration which is mutawatir, established, authentic from multiple narrations, and you reject it, then this is again kufr, rejecting the Sunnah of the Prophet وَإِذَا كَانَ صَحِيحًا ثَابِتًا وَاتَّفَقَ عُلَمَاءُ الْحَدِيثِ عَلَى تَصْحِيحِهِ فَإِنَّ بَعْضَ أَئِمَّةِ أَهْلِ السُّنَّةِ يَرَوْنَ أَنَّ رَدَّ هَذَا أَيْضًا كُفْرٌ Some of the scholars also say that if something is proven to be authentic from the sunnah of the Prophet something is proven to be authentic and the scholars are agreed upon its authenticity if somebody now comes along and rejects that then some of the scholars view this person to be uh, have committed kufr also. If he rejects something that is established as authentic and the scholars have united upon its authenticity, if somebody rejects it, then that is kufr. And also that which comes from the companions and the tabi'een, those who came after the companions, فَيَقُولَ Then he says إِنَّهُ حَقْ That it is the truth 
And he does not view that it is permissible to reject it. Because Allah says so then the Shaykh says that if the companions agreed upon something, the companions had a consensus upon something. If you reject that, then this is also an act of kufr. If they have agreed and united upon something, or the tabi'een had agreed and united upon something, then if somebody rejects that, then some of the scholars also mention this is kufr. Wallahu a'lam annahu yuridu umur alayha. So this the Shaykh says, Allahu A'lam, but it would appear it refers to the issues that were agreed upon. As for the issues where the companions had different opinions, some companions made ishtihad and they came to a certain opinion, other companions made ishtihad and they came to a different opinion, then if somebody takes one opinion and does not take the other, that doesn't make him a disbeliever or kufr, because there the companions had those different opinions. But something which was united upon and agreed upon, somebody who rejects that, then this is something severe mentioned as disbelief. فَهُوَ يُفْهِمْ أو يُفْهَمْ مِنْ كَلَامِهِ أَنَّ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورُ وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمْ مُجْمَعٌ عَلَيْهَا دَانَ بِهَا الصَّحَابَةِ وَدَانَ بِهَا التَّابِعُونَ وَتَابِعُ التَّابِعُونَ وَتَابِعُ التَّابِعِينَ إِلَى الْقَرْنِ الرَّابِعِ مثل الأسماء والصفات والجنة والنار والملائكة وأمور أخرى هذه ثابتة بالكتاب والسنة وبالإجماع من أنكر شيئا منها يكفر So the things which were agreed upon, united upon, then you cannot reject any of that Things which the companions were all united upon and it was their religion and their belief in that affair That they were united upon and the tabi'een up to the fourth generation like the names and attributes of Allah and the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah regarding them, like the existence of paradise and hellfire, these types of issues are all established, agreed upon without a doubt. If anybody rejects any of that, then it is kufr. So fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O servant of Allah, and upon you is to believe and to submit yourself to these rulings and to be content and pleased with these rulings. You must believe in that which has come from Allah and from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and what the Salaf they were united upon. Because all the time when they were upon consensus, every time they made a complete consensus upon an affair, then the evidence for that is from the Quran and the Sunnah. The evidence exists. Yeah, the evidence will be there for that consensus. So those scholars who were united upon an affair, it's not like they invented that new affair from themselves or they legislated for themselves. Rather, it was something that they took from the evidences of the Quran and the Sunnah. 
وإنما الإجماع على شيء فهموه أو عندهم فيه نص فهموه من كتاب الله ومن سنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم The consensus was always about something where there was evidence in the Quran and the Sunnah What they understood from the Quran and the Sunnah regarding that particular issue So the person who rejects the consensus of the companions, the consensus of the Salaf Then this is also kufr التفويض هنا والله أعلم لا يقصد التفويض في صفات الله فإن التفويض فيها مذموم لأن معانيها واضحة معلومة وإنما المجهول كيفياتها وإنما المجهول كيفياتها والله أعلم أن المؤلف يريد تفويض فيما يخفى عليه علمه وقد ورد في الكتاب والسنة So here the author says leave the affairs to Allah التفويض that does not mean in the names and attributes of Allah The names and attributes of Allah We don't say that we just make tafweed We leave these to Allah We don't know what's going on Rather we know the names and attributes of Allah The meanings are clear The how The descriptions we do not know But the meanings Overall then they are clear So We do not say that we leave this affair to Allah We don't know We do know with the names and attributes of Allah but we don't know the details and the descriptions. Rather here when the author says leave the affair to Allah, meaning the things which you don't understand. In the Quran and the Sunnah you may come across a hadith which you can't comprehend. You can't understand it. But if it is an authentic narration, then upon you is to believe in that narration. And to accept that narration. Even if you in your mind are unable yet to understand the details of how this narration works. So there are some affairs which are clear to us. The knowledge has been made clear to us. So you don't leave those affairs and say we don't know. Rather those affairs you believe in them as the knowledge has come. But the issues that you may not know. There may be a hadith that you don't understand. But if it's an authentic hadith, then you must believe in it. It is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, even if you cannot understand the details of it. And you must be pleased and content with what is in this book. The author isn't saying that just because it's his book. When he says you must believe and um, you must be pleased with this book. He's not saying it just because it's his own book. He's saying it because this book is full of Quran and Sunnah. He has put the Quran and the Sunnah into this book. Ayat from the Quran, a hadith from the Sunnah. That's why he's telling you you must be pleased with this book. I.e. because of the Quran and the Sunnah in it. Not because it's his book and he's written it, you must be pleased with it. Because it is the Quran and the Sunnah in it. So it is the truth within it. And the author, he is just narrating to you. He is not writing this from himself. He is just narrating to you what's in the Quran and the Sunnah. So he's not telling you that because they are his books. He's just telling you that because it is the truth. Either proven in the Quran and the Sunnah or proven by the consensus. And so it is upon a person to be satisfied and pleased with the Quran and Sunnah. 
ولا تكتم هذا الكتاب أحدا من أهل القبلة فعصى يرد الله به حيرانا عن حيرته أو صاحب بدعة عن بدعته أو ضالا عن ضلالته فينجو به and do not conceal this book do not conceal this book from anybody from the Muslims perhaps Allah will remove the confusion of an individual via this book when he reads the sunnah the principles of the sunnah the way of Ahlul Sunnah that maybe the confusion he was in may be removed from him after that or somebody who is upon innovation sahibu an somebody who is upon innovation may be removed from his innovation when he reads the Quran the sunnah which is in this book the understanding and the methodology of the salaf of this ummah which is in this book or somebody who was misguided may be guided as a consequence of it and so he is saved as a consequence so the author was keen to spread the book so that he would get the reward for that for narrating to the people the Quran and the Sunnah فَإِنَّ مَنْ سَنَّ سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً فَلَهُ أَجْرُهَا وَأَجْرُ مَنْ عَمِلَ إِلَى عَمِلَهَا إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Because somebody who brings about a good sunnah does something to revive the religion does some act and the people they follow him in that from that act of the sunnah or practicing the sunnah then the reward will be for that person till the day of judgment too وَإِلَّا إِذَا كَانَ هُنَاكَ كُتُبٌ تَتَضَمَّنُ مَا يَتَضَمَّنُهُ هَذَا الْكِتَابُ وَاكْتَفَى بِهَا فَلَا يَلْزَمُهُ نَشْرُ هَذَا الْكِتَابُ Otherwise, it's not about this book particularly. If there were other books with the same methodology of the Salaf in it, the Quran, the Sunnah, the principles, then that would suffice too. So it's not about this book particularly. The author is talking about spreading the Quran and the Sunnah. And in this book he has put that Quran and Sunnah within it. So هناك كتب تضمنت أكثر مما جاء في هذا الكتاب. There are other books which are actually more comprehensive than this book. شرح السنة of Imam al-Barbahari. There are other books which are actually more comprehensive. They have more details than this particular book. So as long as that Quran and Sunnah was being distributed, it is not a condition that it is this book particularly. فعصى يرد الله به حيران حيرته. So maybe via this book, when somebody reads the principles of Ahl sunnah somebody who was in confusion may be removed from that confusion afterwards. قَدْ يَتَحَيَّرُ إِنسَانَ أَوْ جَمَاعَةَ أَوْ طَائِفَةَ حَيْرُهُمْ أَوْ حَيَّرُوهُمْ بِالْفِكْرِ الْجَهْمِ أَوْ الْفِكْرِ الْاعْتِزَالِ أَوْ الْفِكْرِ الرَّافِضِ أَوْ الْفِكْرِ الصُّوفِي الْقَبُورِ وَمَشَاكِلَ ذَلِكَ فَإِذَا جَاءَتْ مِثْلُ هَذِهِ الْكُتُبِ الَّتِي تُنَاقِشُ أَبَاطِيلَهُمْ وَتُبَيِّنُ ضَلَالِهِمْ تُبَيِّنُ ضَلَالَهُمْ وَتَدْحِدُ شُبَهَاتِهِمْ فَإِنَّ هَذَا يُنْقِذُ اللَّهُ بِهِ إِنْشَاءَ مَنْ وَقَعُوا فِي هَذِهِ الْحِيرَةِ أَوْ مَنْ هُمْ مُعْرِضُونَ لِلْوَقُوعِ فِي مَصَائِدْ أَهْلِ الضَّلَالِ So via this type of book which explains the principles of Ahl Sunnah within it then a person who was confused and misguided by the ideologies of the innovators like the Jahmiyyah, the Mu'tazila, the Rafida, the Sufiyya Somebody who was misguided upon those types of methodologies may become guided as a means of this book Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may guide that person and remove him from the misguidance that he was in prior to it. وَعَلَيْكَ بِالْأَمْرِ الْأَوَّلِ الْعَتِيقِ 
and upon you is to stick to the original affair the way that Islam was practiced by the Prophet ﷺ, by the Sahaba, by the Salaf upon you is to cling on to that way نعم فإن أهل الضلال دائما يدائبون في نشر باطلهم the people of innovation are always energetic and persistent upon spreading their falsehood مع التلبيسات والمغالطات with all of their deceptions and their wrongfulness within their books and speech فمن يرى أن كثيرا من الناس أو بعض الناس يقع ضيحة لهؤلاء فعليه أن يبذل الأسباب لحمايته وإنقاذه إن كان قد وقع في أيديهم So if you see the people are falling into their trap You see the people are falling into their trap And they are becoming uh, entrapped by them In their false understandings In their misguidances Then you must do what you can to save them And to take them out of that misguidance by giving them the Quran and the Sunnah and the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah via books like this. And he says, So all of that is what I've told you about in this book. The original practice of the religion by the Prophet, وسلم, the Sahaba, the Salaf. That's what I've told you about in this, he says. A Shaykh Rabia says, Maybe though, sometimes. Because everybody makes error, there could be certain narrations that he mentioned that could be weak. وَإِن كَانَ قَدْ يَحْصُلُ مِنْهُ نَقْلٌ لِبَعْضِ الْأَحَدِيثَ الْضَعِيفَةِ He may narrate occasionally some narrations that are weak. Or he may occasionally make an error here and there. Because everybody makes error. But the point is, the book overall is talking about the aqeedah of Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah. فرحم الله عبدا ورحم والديه قرأ هذا الكتاب وبثه وعمل به ودعا إليه واحتج به فإن دين الله فإن دين الله ودين رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فإنه دين الله ودين رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. So may Allah's mercy be upon the servant and upon his parents, the one who reads this book and he spreads it and distributes it and acts upon it and calls to it and uses it as an evidence. For indeed within it this is the religion of Allah and the religion of the Prophet Sallallahu So it doesn't mean that he's mentioned everything about the Quran and the Sunnah in this book. Doesn't mean he's mentioned everything, but he's mentioned some of that. So that which is established and authentic, then it must be accepted. And where there may be certain errors, then that is not accepted. فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ انْتَحَلَ شَيْئًا خِلَافَ مَا فِي هَذَا الْكِتَابِ فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ يَدِينُ لِلَّهِ بِدِينُ And whomsoever treads upon a methodology in opposition to the way of Ahlul Sunnah, treads upon a methodology in opposition to the way of Ahlul Sunnah, then he has not practiced the religion of Allah, and in reality he has rejected all of it just like if a servant was to believe in everything which Allah said but he rejected one word or one letter then it is as if he has rejected everything 
Then the author says, كَمَا أَنَّ شَهَادَةَ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَا تُقْبَلُ مِنْ صَاحِبِهَا إِلَّا بِصِدْقِ النِّيَّةِ وَخَالِصِ الْيَقِينِ Just like the shahada, the shahada, la ilaha illallah, it will not be accepted from a person unless he does it with pure, sincere intention and with absolute certainty. You cannot have doubts in the shahada. You cannot have doubts about the religion. You cannot have doubts about Allah. The shahada is upon certainty, absolute certainty, grounded. And that's why the scholars, they mention there are conditions to la ilaha illallah. And they mention various conditions, not one, not two, but more. Ilmun, yaqeen, ikhlas, sidq, mahabba, inqiyad, al-qabool. These are the conditions that the scholars they mention. Knowledge, you must be upon knowledge regarding the shahada. You must be upon certainty regarding the shahada, no doubts. Must be upon sincerity, upon truthfulness, upon love, upon submission, and upon accepting and affirming it. So it is not just about a person saying that he believes in the shahada. But you must have knowledge of that and you must have the correct aqeedah of that and you must practice that. All of that is required of a person who is upon the shahada. Because otherwise, anybody could say the shahada. The munafiqun used to say the shahada. The hypocrites who did not believe in Allah and the messenger or rather they did not believe in the religion of tawheed. They rejected that. But they used to say la ilaha illallah. كَذَلِكَ لَا يَقْبَلُ اللَّهُ شَيْئًا مِنَ السُنَّةِ فِي تَرْكِ بَعْضٍ وَمَنْ تَرَكَ مِنَ السُنَّةِ شَيْئًا فَقَدْ تَرَكَ سُنَّةِ كُلَّهَا Similarly, Allah does not accept the sunnah if you abandon some of it and do some of it only. You must do all of it. لَا يُقْبَلُ شَيْئًا مِنَ السُنَّةِ عَلَى التَّفْصِيلِ الَّذِي ذَكَرْنَاهُ إِنْ كَانَ مُتَوَاتِرًا هَذَ and it was uh, multiple narrations and proven then if somebody rejects that it would be disbelief so those points of evidence that are with consensus and established then they must be believed in so upon you to accept these evidences and don't get involved in disputing and arguing and competing with the people يعني عليك بقبول ما جاء عن الله وعن رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأجمع عليه المسلمون وكذلك قبول السنة ولو جاءت أحدا فإنه يجب قبوله ولا تماحك فيها ولا تجادل فيها. So the Quran and the Sunnah that which is authenticated you must accept it. Don't compete with the people or contend with the people or argue with the people. You accept what is authentic. فإنه ليس من دين الله في شيء because arguing and debating over these affairs with people that is not from the religion of Allah at all and that's why the scholars they mention do not get involved with disputes and arguments with people over this religion over these evidences a person of innovation wants to debate you and they want to put forward their proofs and their arguments and they want to have a challenge with you then do not get involved in that do not get involved with those people wasting your time debating them 
The Quran and the Sunnah and the proofs are clear. Practice that and follow that. The people of deviation who want to fight you and contend with you and compete with you and oppose you and argue, tell them you have no time for that. And then the author says, particularly the time that you live in, it is a time of evil. There is much evil within this time. So, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And imagine, this is Imam al-Barbahari saying this hundreds of years ago. That at that time he was saying the times now are evil. So be aware and fear Allah. So what about the times now? They get worse and worse as time goes through. As time goes by, it becomes worse and worse. So a person must be aware of that and cling to the Quran and the Sunnah. Then after that, he says, فَإِذَا وَقَعَتِ الْفِتْنَةِ فَلْزَمْ جَوْفَ بَيْتِكَ إِذَا وَقَعَتِ الْفِتْنَةِ فَلْزَمْ جَوْفَ بَيْتِكَ وَفِرَّ مِنْ جَوَارِ الْفِتْنَةِ وَإِيَّاكَ وَالْعَصَبِيَّةِ وَكُلُّ مَا كَانَ مِنْ قِتَالٍ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ عَلَى الدُّنْيَا فَهُوَ فِتْنَةِ فَاتَّقِ اللَّهَ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَلَا تَخْرُجْ فِيهَا وَلَا تُقَاتِلْ فِيهَا وَلَا تَهُ وَلَا تُشَايَعْ وَلَا تُمَايِلْ وَلَا تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا مِنْ أُمُورِهِمْ فَإِنَّهُ يُقَالُ مَنْ أَحَبَّ فَعَالَ قَوْمٍ خَيْرًا كَانَ أَوْ شَرًّا كَانَ كَمَنْ عَمِلَهُ وَفَّقَنَا اللَّهُ وَإِيَّاكُمْ لِمَرْضَاتِهِ وَجَنَّبْنَا وَجَنَّبْنَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ مَعْصِيَتَهُ Then the author says When the turmoil, the fitna occurs, then remain within your house and flee from the neighborhood of turmoil or tumult. Beware of blind following and every case of fighting between the Muslims. For this world is discord and a trial. Fear Allah who is alone having no partner, do not go out into it. Do not fight in it, do not take part in it, do not take sides in it, nor incline towards either side and do not have love for any of their affairs. Since it is said, he who loves the deeds of a people, good or bad, is just like the one who commits them. May Allah grant us and you those things pleasing to him and keep us away from the disobedience to him. So then the author says here now, telling you how to behave at the times of fitna. The author is advising the Muslims to stay away from fitna. Stay away from the trials and tribulations. And to not get involved in those fitan in any way, even talking about them. As Shaykh Al-Fawzan, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, he mentioned, one of the errors that people make now, they sit around, sit around talking about these issues all the time sit around talking about politics all the time talking about that country this country this ruler that ruler sitting there and their discussion is all about these things all the time that is a mistake as well discussing affairs which are not your priority and your right to discuss getting involved in the fitna in this way through your conversations and your speech so that too must be guarded over here, Ash-Shaykh Rabia says, don't get involved in any way, 
in any way do not get involved in those fitan and those trials and tribulations and killings that occur لِأَنَّ الْخَوْضَ فِي الْفِتْنِ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ حِينَ تَصْفَكَ الدِّمَاءِ وَتُسْتَبَاحْ الْأَعْرَاضِ لِأَجْلِ الدُّنْيَا وَالْمَنَاصِبِ الدُّنْيَوِيَّةِ لَا لِإِعْلَاءِ كَلِمَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ Because these types of fitan which occur, the fitan between the Muslims that are over worldly affairs, they are not over raising the banner of لا إله إلا الله, they are not for the sake of the shahada, to raise the banner of the shahada, they are over worldly affairs, over their politics, their economics, their money, their land. They dispute over these types of affairs and all of this killing occurs and the honor of the Muslims is taken. So do not get yourselves involved in that whatsoever. These types of trials, it is not, it is not permissible for a Muslim to engage in them, to participate in them. Upon the person is to stick to his home Stay out of that trouble And to distance yourself from that fitna This is the truth without doubt This is what you do Because if you get involved They're going to be involved with one side over the other and that involvement and cooperation with them will be cooperation upon sinning and transgression. It will not be cooperation upon unity and piety and righteousness. It will be cooperating with them upon evil. So if you cooperate with this side, then that's evil. And if you cooperate with the other side, it's maybe worse evil. They are all upon evil and fitna, so you do not get yourselves involved in that at all. And this is like what the scholars have said regarding Syria and ISIS and Iraq and those issues. Those people, ISIS, are upon clear misguidance and clear falsehood. But many of the other groups in there, all of these other so-called jihadi groups in there claiming to be performing jihad, they are also upon misguidance. They are also upon misguidance and they are also upon wrongdoing. And that is why the Salafi scholars have said, you do not involve yourselves with either side, any side. This is not something for you to involve yourselves in. Stay away from these uh, issues stay away from these things which are occurring and do not involve yourselves in those fitan then Imam Barbahari mentions وَكُلُّ مَا كَانَ مِنْ قِتَالٍ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ عَلَى الدُّنْيَا that every time or whatever fighting occurs between the Muslims for the sake of worldly benefits So here this is a principle now If they are fighting over worldly benefits Not for the sake of the religion They go out against the ruler They go out against the ruler ما يريد أن ينقاد للدين أو له غرض دنيوي وهذا إمام تجب طاعته وخرج عليه فهذا يقاتل وأما صراع بين طائفتين أو بين دولتين وكل واحدة لا تريد إلا الدنيا فلا تدخل في ذلك So if somebody goes out against the ruler and he doesn't want to submit to the religion or he has some other worldly gain then the imam is the one who is to be obeyed not that you go out with these people attacking rebelling alongside them 
Rather the imam is the one who is to be obeyed and they are the ones who are to be stopped. As for when it becomes a fight between two groups of people and they are fighting over worldly benefits, not for the sake of the religion, you do not get involved in that whatsoever. فَهُوَ fitna Because it is a trial. فَاتَّقِ اللَّهَ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ So fear Allah, Him alone without any partners, وَلَا تَخْرُجْ فِيهَا And do not go out in that type of fitna. وَلَا تُقَاتِلْ فِيهَا And do not fight within this type of fitna. وَلَا تَهُ وَلَا تُشَايِعْ وَلَا تُمَايِرْ وَلَا تُحِبُّ شَأَمْ مِنْ أُمُورِهِمْ And do not take sides and do not follow them and do not be inclined to any party from them. Do not love what they are upon and what they are doing. Have nothing to do with their affairs because all of these affairs of theirs are evil and disgusting affairs. They are to be hated. Not that you get yourselves involved in that or you love their affair. فَإِنَّهُ يُقَالْ Because it has been said. The author says there is a saying that if you love the deeds of a person, you love what somebody is doing, then you are like as if you are doing them yourself too. You are doing them yourself too. It's as if you're one of those people yourself too then. If you love what they are doing and the deeds they are doing. So do not love the deeds of these people and the evil that they are doing. If you love what some people are doing and they are doing evil, then it's as if you're a participant in that evil. You are a participant in that evil if you love the evil they are upon. وَلِهَذَا تَرَى اللَّهِ يَضُمُّ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عَلَى مَا رَضُوهُ مِنَ فَعَالِ أَسْلَافِهِمْ And that's why you find in the Qur'an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dispraised Bani Israel because they were pleased with the actions of those who came before them. Those who came before them, not them themselves, but because they were pleased with the actions of those who came before them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dispraised them. One final point to mention here, when these trials and tribulations occur, a question was asked to Shaykh Rabi'a, Hafidahullah, ma huwa mawqiful awam min al-fitna? What is the stance that the common people should take when these trials and tribulations occur? All this stuff going on now everywhere, the fighting, the wars, then what do you do? Al-aami mukallafun bittiba'il haq wa ishtinaab al the commoner, he has the responsibility of following the truth and staying away from evil. Allah said, ask the people of knowledge if you don't know. He asks the scholars, the common people, if they don't know what to do in these trials and tribulations and fitna, then you ask the scholars and what the scholars they tell you to stay away from that fitna, etc. Then that is what you do, and you stay away from that trial and from that tribulation. So that is what Al Imam Al Barbahari mentions regarding the trials and the tribulations and the fitna which occur that a person must avoid them particularly now when you see the killing between the Muslims over worldly affairs over land, over property, over politics they're not fighting for the sake of the Shahada then avoid that and stay away from it and do not get involved in any way even in discussions sitting there discussing and talking about it and wasting time over those politics 
then you are discussing affairs which is not your right and your responsibility to discuss so stay well away from those affairs and be distanced from that fitna and that is particularly important in this time now when you have these things like ISIS and everything going on then a person needs to be aware to stick to your religion and stay well away from all of that falsehood stay well away from all of that fitna stay well away from all of those various factions that are fighting and not to be involved or to support them in any way even in your writing or in your speaking not to get involved or to defend that or to be inclined towards that in any way but to be free of all of that nonsense that is occurring between them and all of that destruction of fitna so that is where we'll conclude today on that point there's some time if anybody has any questions and if we're able to answer them inshallah ta'ala we can do so otherwise we'll conclude upon that point for today